But I asked these beautiful people here to witness, to be a witness to my words and to give a response, and, uh, you know, and talk to you about healing too, from their perspective and from their lives. Because we learn we're medicine for each other too, as human beings. We can be medicine for our friends and relatives. So I just like to, I'm going to pass it down the line here, and my brother here is going to first want to share about his thoughts about the healing road and let the healing begin. <laughs> when we were together at the big house, we'd be sitting there, Jerry and I, <laughs> Jerry laughed. <laughs> We're both going, ah. <laughs> One of our nephews comes over and he says, You guys look like those old Muppets <laughs> on the Muppet show. They're, they're sitting in the balcony going, <laughs> I thought about it and I went, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> constantly laughing, finding, finding the goodness in everything. What, what that Lalem, Slachen Lalem, that house of medicine does, is it brings us to that place that Sequizzi is talking about. That, that goodness. When he mentioned brain cells, I was thinking to myself, right now, that's what we are. We're brain cells. And we're reaching out to each other. Electricity. So I was thinking to myself, that's what this is. Main ones reacted. Sends out the signals. Signals go out. We all get moved. When we're at the big house, that's what it is. My brother, he'd get ready to sing. Young men come over, sing for him. They'd sing for him. The women that he became connected to who were part of his initiation, they'd stand up. Jerry's going to dance. He's going to sing. House would move when we're by ourselves. House would move. Jerry's going to dance. Oh, they'd all stand up. It's exactly what it is. It's that electricity. It's that positive energy that he's putting out. The first beginning is what we call slechwam. Others call it something else, but it's... <sighs> when I asked my older brother, Willie Seymour, to teach him, Willie says to him, Slechwam, it's the breath of life. You've added to your spirit a saitla, 
Saitla needs that breath. Ho, 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 ho. So it's the first one. The second one's called the Kwan. Louder. It's in the announcement. You're getting ready. The breath of life is coming. And then the Kwan, the signal to all of us. He's by himself. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, 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 getting ready. Then he quans and we all go home. Sahil that's ready. Quans. When he's finished that, then he sings. Everybody listens to him sing. Sing his song. They listen. Patient. Hui nam stang. Sahil Listen. When he starts to sing, he finishes, then the young men pick it up, pick their drums up, start singing for Sayilthit. When they sing for him, he begins to dance. That's the fourth, the fourth piece is to dance. So there's those four s- stages. Everybody in the room, when we're at home, singing for Patsay singing for him. We're all happy. We're happy. Young men singing. Happy. Can see them. Happiness. Smiling. Happiness. See the women who adopted him as nephew standing up in their proud. One of our dearest ones. Ah. Sing, son. Sing. That's my son. Sing for my son. Her sons start singing harder. That's my boy. It's my son. Sing for him. Brain cells. Reacting in the moment. Room lights up. Because he's freeing himself. He's talking to you about freeing yourself. In the language, yuck with it. Yuck with it to call squallowins. Freeing himself from the negative energy in his heart and his mind, through his body. Everybody's happy for him. Oh, oh, gee. Jerry's freeing himself. He's up there, he's dancing, having a good time. <laughs> Stops every now and again, goes, Muppet, <laughs> <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> Frees himself, and that's beautiful. When he's talking to you about healing, that's exactly what it is. Coast Salish, Hwalmuch, Mestimuch, proud human beings from this earth, Tamuch, Tamuch, Yakwithit, freeing himself, freeing himself from whatever's worrying him in the moment. And sometimes he dances because it's just beautiful in the moment. I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance. Sa'ast. Sa'ast squalowins. Tewins. The nieces and the nephews are going to lift me up and I'm going to be stronger. And he is beautiful when I'm listening. That's what he's saying to you. You need to be able to free yourself. Not too far from here, nephews, 
assortment of nephews from all over. They come up with the word, culture saves lives. They ask me, uncle, uncle, come. Downtown Eastside, come uncle. So I've been going for years now, help out every now and again. But I was thinking to myself, working with them, being in that space, and I went, that's true. But the greater truth, see eat, see eat is truth. See eat, the truth is culture is life. Culture is life. It doesn't save life, it is life. It is life. Jerry Oldman's encouraging each one of you to engage culture because what it is is that's life. That's a beautiful life. My nephew Splash is here. Oh, I'm so happy. Sa'ast. Sa'ast squalowin. Titian. Splash lifts me up. I go to his house and I want all of his tools. <laughs> He's got power saws, forges. <laughs> he makes something and I'm going, I want that. <laughs> He's got axes. Oh, knives. He's got everything in them there, and I'm going, I want it all. His industry and his creativity lifts me up. Lifts me up. I get there, and it's what he's saying. My brother's saying to all of you, activate with goodness. That's what Splash does. I think sometimes when I phone, I think he dreads. I, I text, and I'm going six, seven weeks later. Oh, hi. And I'm thinking to myself, he's avoiding me. Because he's going to want to come to my house and he's going to take something again. Oh, wonderful. My other nephew, Rupert, same thing. Lifts me up, he sings. He's a singer. Sings. Oh, many songs. I listened to him sing, and I'm going, wow, it's beautiful. A few weeks ago, I met my new niece, Athena. Her name means wisdom. That's what Athena in Old Greek means, wisdom. I met her, and I'm going, holy smokes. I'm looking at her work, and sa'ast, sa'ast squalowin. Wow, she lifts me up. You want to do something together, niece? Yeah, okay, uncle. Wow, same with Splash. I've collaborated with Splash. It's beautiful. Because it's whatever, a billion he said here. <laughs> billion here, billionaire, billionaire, billionaire. A few billions going. <laughs> and I'm going, this is the best thing for me. <sighs> healing. Healing. Bringing oneself back to the original position. That's beautiful. When I'm listening to him, that's what he's encouraging you to all do. Come back to your original position. 
but you can't do that unless you heal. Acknowledge, accept, forgive. Forgiveness, of course, is the big one. Takes strength to forgive. The first few times after that, it's easy. But it's those first few times to say, I forgive my abuser. When I did that, my life changed. I was fun anyway. I've always been fun. But there is always that darkness. When I did that, everything changes. Quick. Gee, I'm so happy. Got to heal. Got to accept. Got to acknowledge and accept. Forgive. The person who hurt you, it's just like what he's saying. When you forgive, everything goes away. The person who hurt you doesn't need to be there. When you say, you hurt me, they don't need to be there. That's that's the beauty of healing. Because we can't see healing anyway. See, so heals it. He's talking about the plants, what they do. We can't see that. So we can't see healing. So makes sense to me. Nobody has to be there who hurts you. When you say you hurt me, I forgive you. Wow, that's beautiful. That's the magic of healing. I'm here. Our teachings we get from the Lalem. Say yes. Say yes. It's what he's talking about, all of it. Yes, we're taught, yes. I know that if Musqueam called him, said, Sahil said, we want you here. Yayas, sacred work. He'd say yes, and he'd be there. There's many times since he moved that he sends word through my niece, our niece. I can't be there, but I'm with you. I'm going to help you. But the, what the word yes does, what I've learned, my education, is that as soon as you say yes to somebody, half of heavy spirit disappears right away. Half of the tension in the body disappears right away. Emotions, half, disappears right away. So when I'm listening to my brother, that's what happens with yes. Beautiful. Say yes. Be generous with your time. Be generous with what it is that you know. And that's just the beauty of life. All my life, my family, my main teachers are my family. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Brain cells moving. Then he says trillion. And I was going, he said, oh, I don't know what a million is. I was thinking to myself, I don't think he's looked at his bank account lately. (laughs) (laughs) So he knows what a million is. (laughs) 
He ain't, he ain't Donald, so he doesn't have a billion. So I, I get that. But when he said trillions, I was going, wow. Wow. The universe. The universe. We're the universe. I'll close by saying this. When I witnessed his words, what came to my mind when he said stars, my older brother on my mother's side, Ronald Hamilton, when we're in discussion with each other and he's teaching and he's listening to me, we're talking about the universe. And he brings me outside because we live in Port Alberni at the time. And he says to me, he says, look at that. Look at that. And I'm looking up at the sky. And there's that band that the Europeans call the Milky Way. And he says, that is the river of souls. That's our river of souls. That's where we go. He said, we're like the salmon. Salmon are in the river. When they go into the river and when they go into the ocean, we don't know where they go. Really, there's guesses. Some of you here are going, yeah, we know where they go. Oh, really, we don't. They go somewhere and they're having fun in the ocean, doing what salmon do for fun, for who knows how long, and they come back. They come back to the river. And he says, Koas, human beings. He said, when we die, that's where we go. And he said, sometimes... We're there for who knows how long. Time is a human construct. We don't know. We actually don't. But we do know sometimes that we come back right away. All of us sitting here, we have family members. They have a baby, little child. They're going, oh, that's the same as grandma used to do says the same things Grandpa did. Oh, you remember the way Sister used to walk? There she is. She's here. So we come back. We come back to engage life again. Of course, we don't know. People tell us. But we don't really know that because when we do get back, we're new. We're new again. So in closing, listen, listen. When you're in the world and you're with your teachers and your mentors, you're with your age peers, listen. Listen. You're going to learn. When you learn, at some moment, you're going to be able to redistribute that wealth. That's exactly what Seal that's doing.
he's redistributing the wealth that others gave to him. Like he said, they put it at his feet. He chose to pick it up. And I'm happy to be here. Uh, young lady phone. Uncle, Friday, roast beef. <laughs> Salmon. Maybe rice. <laughs> but you come. I said, how come? She said, Uncle Jerry's podcast. And I went, oh, gee, I'm going to be there. I was thinking to myself, roast beef. <laughs> I'll tell you one history. I don't know if he remembers this or not. He probably does. I went on an adventure when I was younger called Eating Vegetables. <laughs> So I eat vegetables for a year, and I bump into Jerry on Granville Street. Hey, how you doing, bro? Do all the Indian things. <laughs> he looks at me and he smiles. He says, let's go for a steak. <laughs> I said, let's go right now. <laughs> so that ended my career as a vegetable eater. <laughs> um, I have a few more really cool ones, but... That's for later. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Hello? Oh, okay, hang on, hang on. I got this. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. You can hear me if I'm here? Yeah. Okay. No, get close, closer. Closer. <laughs> yeah, right there. Hello? <laughs> well, I came here um, expecting to listen, but I'll answer the call and I'll talk for a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, I, I have been on, like, a healing journey, like, my whole life, like, everybody, right? It's... It's a road, not a destination. And I've been in counseling for many, many, many years. And I have a counselor I've been seeing for 10 or 12 years now. And after our healing ceremony that you had up in Terrace about a few weeks ago, a month ago, month. something like that, a month, yeah. Um, I went through this healing ceremony and I cried for two weeks, two whole weeks of just crying all the time. Anything would bring me to tears, a song on the radio, just in my car crying. I'm like, what is going on? And I ended up like, I, I reached out to my counselor because I'd been seeing her on and off and I stopped seeing her once I graduated from university. I went back at 30 and, sorry. Oh, is that a... I burped. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I said, excuse me. <laughs> Um, after I graduated and, and got what I call my big girl job, I, I was like, well, I'm healed. I'm healed. I, I'm, I'm officially an adult. I'm healed. I don't need to go to counseling anymore. And it was after going to this ceremony that I realized, I'm like, oh, I got some work to do. <laughs> so I booked an appointment with my counselor, and I basically cried for an hour. And she said in the middle of it, she kind of stopped me and was like, you know, I've been seeing you for over 10 years and I can count on one hand the amount of times you've cried in a session. And this is so, so good. And so I'm like, are, are you sure? Because I just feel like crap. <laughs> and so, so it's, it's something that has been huge for me. Cause like, like I said, I've been in counseling for years and years and years and I never actually opened up like that until I went to this ceremony. So it's just, 
something really important to me to connect with your culture and and to go through with that and it's it takes some courage speaking those words out loud and just being like this is what happened and I've just kept that inside for so 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 long and Jerry opening up the circle to everybody with the healing circle we had to share with um, somebody beside us and it was just a huge eye-opening moment where I'm like oh my god I've never said this to anybody and then just you know it's out there so that was a first step I guess <laughs> so it is a journey and I really hope I can be as insightful as you two one day but not there yet soon <laughs> thank, thank you thank you I carry the name Polkton from Jerry uh, or Jerry and Shane they probably devised this name together uh, it kind of means dropping something in the water and the ripples that spread. So I guess I'm the, the thing you drop in the water, I guess. Rip. Uh, the ripples, yes. Um, and it, they gave me that name because of the work I do, um, especially with youth. I've been working with youth uh, for quite a long time, uh, working with adults as well, uh, working with little children. Um, and I was lucky when I, when I started, there was a group of elders and we'd go visit them once a month. And we'd tell them what we were doing in schools and they get, so frustrated, so angry, so so riled up. And we thought we were doing something wrong. And they said, well, what, what do you want us to do? And they said, we have no idea what happens in public school because none of my elders had gone to public school. And they said, you're the first generation to grow up speaking English, to grow up reading and writing in English. First generation to go to public school. We don't know what you're supposed to do, but you better do something. And I had to go back to the same school I went to. It was terrible. Um, the way I was treated when I was there, and even worse when I went back. So we were sort of desperate for the answers from our elders, and they didn't. They never we would never tell us what to do. But they said. Um, so I was asking if like if there's an equivalent in our culture, you know, for kind of like a the role I was taking on, and they said, well, it's kind of like being a professional uncle. You're supposed to love <laughs> them just as much as their parents, but you can be more strict. And when your parents aren't watching, you should be there watching. Um, and sometimes, you know, children will tell their aunts and uncles things they won't tell their parents directly. And they'll probably get the same, same teaching, which is unfortunate, but then they have to admit their parents were right. But I was supposed to be in that position. But they kind of kept describing me as a sheepdog. And they said, you don't have to know everything. You just have to get them to people who do know. And they said, you have to make sure you're not yelling at them, scaring them off. Because when I grew up, our, um, the people who carried teachings had kind of weaponized them. And the people who had um, negative behavior also weaponized that. So we had very little faith in our elders. Uh, a lot of our elders, they were quite violent when I grew up, honestly. And when I came along and wanted to work with youth, you know, they had all these strict rules for me. Uh, this one sweet elder, Margie, you might remember her. She'd be the elder at the feast table with a big plastic bag and that big purse and she'd be loading stuff in there. <laughs> uh, she did that all the time. She was really funny. She was the sweetest lady and uh, she'd be smiling, which was deceiving because she had this backbone of iron. And, uh, you know, she was saying to me one day, um, you know, it's okay if you're drunk. It's okay if you do drugs and get in fights and gamble and drive fast. And she said, we'll love you just the same, but we won't want you working with our youth. And she said, you tell us right now. If you want to work with our youth, you can't do any of those things because uh, we want you to be an example 
of someone who can live without those things? And of course, I said yes. And of course, I didn't have any idea how hard that would be uh, until I said to myself, I wasn't going to do any of that stuff. And then I started thinking about it. Um, but I was asked to be sort of an example for them. And honestly, I had very few teachings in how to do that. And they would never tell me directly what to do. But they said I had to do something. So um, it was around that time that we, we started to go out into the world and, and look for people who had been doing this work you know, for longer than me. And I met uh, Jerry at that point. He was working in a school and had lots of you know, the same sorts of problems. What, what do we do? Because our elders wanted us to go towards the youth and teach them. And we're also frustrated by the idea of elders going to youth and teaching them that the teaching like stuff will always come to them. And they're saying what's missing in this modern world is young people learning that they have to go towards their elders. They have to go towards the medicine. They have to meet it halfway. So Jerry can come teach me a song, but at some point I should realize that I need to go get my own song. I need to fast, spend time, you know, in our forest and listen, you know, make time for, for hearing my own song to bring back to the people. Cause Jerry's done that work. Shane's done that work. They've gone to extremely difficult situations working with people. You know, they've gone to some of those elders. We don't want our youth going to so that they can bring the teachings back for us in a safe way. They've done a lot of really hard work. So what I've learned from them a lot is I should be doing that work also. That beautiful little baby that was here earlier. You know, I, I looked at that child and think, what a wonderful world that baby's going to grow up in. Look at all these beautiful people here, you know, reaching for better medicine than, than some, the kind of medicine we, I think we wish we had when we were growing up. And then those young women stood up and drummed and sang. I'm thinking, you'll be that child's elders. When that child grows up, you'll be their elder. And you probably don't see yourself that way yet. But what kind of elder will you be for that child? You know, what will you, what will you share with them? You know, I have some people in my community who say they wouldn't even pull their drum out of their bag for less than $500. And that's how, they, that's how they're carrying their songs. You know, it's like prestige. They're almost uh, holding it over us. And there's people desperate for that kind of medicine. And I wish they were, I wish they were as free as these, you know, these two men here. Um, my grandfather always said you had to meet medicine halfway. Like nothing will do everything for you. You have to kind of reach for it. We have to reach back for it. And uh, Shane was sharing some very juicy teachings with you earlier, and I wish I had as many as him. But I can, he was mentioning shokwam, which is a cold water bath. And uh, one thing I can tell you about that is if you went into the icy cold waters, and I'm a bit of a rookie compared to those two, because Jerry used to carry a name, I can't remember how it was said, but it was ice, ice chopper. So he'll take an ax with him to do it and chop through the ice to get to the water to bathe. Uh, <laughs> And not just jump in and squeal like me, but he'll, you know, he'll deal with some discipline. And you can imagine if you used your spirit, your energy to try to heat the water, you would be overwhelmed. But if you could hang on to it, if you could use your strength to warm yourself and just let the cold flow by you, 
That's a thing you can learn in cold water baths. So it's a thing you can do, maybe not right here in the city, <laughs> uh, but if you have a chance to go into the forest to find a stream, you know, test it. Don't, don't just run out there and do it. Like find some teachings, find someone to go with. Um, but it can be a, a powerful pursuit where we often do sweat lodge, the sort of communal sweat lodge here today. Uh, there was a, there existed here for a long time, Shokwam, the cold water bath, which is, which was a bit more our practice in Coast Salish culture. Um, and it's a different kind of medicine, but I think it's a, a good medicine to reach for, um, to find the discipline, to make time in your busy life, to make a little bit of time just for you and what you need to look after yourself. Cause I imagine that if a lot of you work in public settings, you might be there alone a lot. You might be the only one in the room bringing those teachings and it can be challenging without giving something back to yourselves. So um, medicines, the teachings are awesome. Um, one elder phrased it like this, you can sit, you can sit by a pile of wood all day and pray and the wood doesn't get chopped. <laughs> you have to kind of get up and do the stuff, you know? Um, so do the stuff to look after yourself. Uh, wh whenever I listen to Jerry, I feel inspired. And I don't wanna just carry these teachings around like, oh, look what I got. <laughs> I want to do something uh, good with it. I want to share it because he shared it with me. I want to share it with other people. So uh, I've always been inspired by Shane and Jerry. I've always seen them do things. I used to tell this story to Shane. I used to go and tell him the story all the time about this amazing speaker I saw. And I was just so inspired. Changed the course of my life seeing this man speak. And he'd just laugh. And it was years before I realized it was him that I was talking about. <laughs> And he never, he didn't mention it for years. He just really liked that story, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, before I even knew them, uh, I was, I was affected by them. The ripples they shared in the world, you know, were, were affecting me. Uh, I'm honored to be here. I was honored to be called as a witness. And I want to thank the cook for that wonderful food and the wonderful family uh, that Jerry works with that helped make this event possible. Um, because it, it's a way of reaching each other sometimes, uh, wherever we're at, you know, sometimes we just... Seems funny, but we can just tune into this wonderful elder online and, and listen to these beautiful teachings. It seemed a little harder when I was growing up to get hold of these teachings. Uh, but I, I'm very grateful that Jerry has embraced this technology because uh, so many are living uh, in, singular, in singular ways today, you know, far from our aunties and uncles. So I'm glad his teachings sort of flow through the airwaves to me uh, where I'm at as well. So thank you. I'll see him. Hi, it's good to see you. Nugwa am tsaktsagis, nugwa am sninik agis, nugwa am maingin, nugwa am dopa uyate. Asked us to share what we seen, what we heard, and what we felt. So I thought I would start with that because that's the first thing that jumped out at me. 
And it was about creating a connection. And the next thing I heard was, Hey, oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 hey, oh, hey, oh, and uncle called up the nieces and he was creating another connection. And the other uncle talked about the grandmother who came. And that was the first thing I thought of before he was talking. I remembered that and it brought me back to that time. And I heard the words healing, walking chemical reactions. I like that one. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, Western science is finally starting to catch up to what we know, what these folks here know, our teachers know. You know, I heard uh, David Suzuki talk about our breath. One year, our breath will go around the world and come back, and we'll breathe that same breath again. So that breath is about connection. And Uncle Jerry's talking about the teachings in the air coming back. That's what David Suzuki was talking about that day. And I also heard him mention that our bones, when they looked in there, when Western science, they did a study on our bones, they said there was no major illness. And I think about that, and I think about the word. Well, there's a bunch of things that come to mind. But the words nakolkala, and what it translates to is a connection with oneself, a connection with one's family, a connection with one's community, a connection with one's nation, with the world and the supernatural world. When you've connected with all of those things, you have inner peace. And I believe that's why we had no major illness, because we were connected. And the world that we live in and that we've been a part of and our relatives have been a part of for generations is about disconnection. I did this. I'm going to do this. You know, you go to school. We live in these insular homes where, without that family connection where at one time we lived in homes with 100 of our closest relatives. And next door we had 85 of our closest relations. And next door... We had another hundred. We had 300 people living in a space, you know, where today you might see, you know, six people, eight people, ten people living in that same vicinity. You know, our people were connected. And so the thing that comes to me when I think about that, after, of course, the, the, well, I'm thinking about what I see. And I, when I look down here, I see two Muppets. <laughs> see the fringe on there? I see the mohawk. Right? The laughter. I see Muppets. <laughs> I hope to be a Muppet one day. I aspire to be like these gentlemen here. You know, and uh, I heard about water. The, the Water's the big connector. He talked about water, the medicine. And massage. I was sitting here and I did this to myself. Oh, that feels good. Right? He's talking about massage. Everyone try that near your shoulder there. Just, you know, you feel that. It feels good. Try the other side. Oh, I like that. 
And, and if it's okay with the person next to you, or if you're okay with it, <laughs> try it to the person next to you. And if there's two, maybe you can do that. But if only if you're comfortable with it. Because what we're doing is we're connecting. And it feels good when we connect. We can do that and connect with ourselves, but we can connect with those around us. And, and that's where the healing comes from. You know, that, that word, nakulkala, inner peace. And, you know, it's about a reconnection with all of those things. You know, I think about the language helps us to connect, not only with ourselves, but we speak the same language that they spoke since the beginning of time. And that is coming from our homelands, where we come from. We come from the earth. We go back to the earth. And our relatives are going to be born in that cycle. And so even if we could just say one word, you know, thank you. Your cook's jam. Haichka. Gela Kesla. Stutwanitz. I'm trying to think of some of the other languages that I know. And you just learn the one word and there's healing in those words, in our languages. And um, these gentlemen, I got to sit with them some years ago. They invited me to the old guy's breakfast. And they said, come over here and show up. Be here at about uh, 7.30. So I go and another one of the uncles wasn't there that day. And it was just the two of us. And he says, here's the bacon. Here's the eggs. Coffee's over there. We like to eat around 8.30. I got invited to the old guy's breakfast so that I could cook for the Muppets. Oh, my gosh. And, and we were sitting and talking kind of like this, and I was listening. And, and finally, ah, nephew, do you want to share some words? And so I got to speak. And Uncle Shane at the time was Elder Shane, Knowledge Keeper Shane. He says, We've been listening to you speak, and you need help. <laughs> and then he says, but I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so he tells me what we're going to do, and we go to the water that day, December 21st. Uncle Lee, Uncle Shane, we go down there, and they chant, and they're drumming. They tell me to do the things, and... I do it, and after I come out, and I, I think I'm met by the Muppets again because all I hear is hysterical laughter. <laughs> what is happening here? I don't know what's going on. But he said to me, from this day forward, you only call me Uncle Shane, not Elder Shane, not Knowledge. And what he did there was he created a connection. He created a relation. He created a family. And since that time, I asked him to be my daughter's wenta, one of their wentas. We have a ceremony when they have a name and choose four wentas. One, they're kind of like godparents. And my dad told me, you choose people who are good at doing Indian things. People <laughs> make stuff, talk good, know how to. So, of course, I asked Uncle Shane. <laughs> and so that day, my Uncle Brian gave my daughter the name Yagali. And, you know, it has to do with the air, the one who walks through the air. And she's my biggest teacher in my life. You know, she's taught me so much. And I was thinking about that when the kids come back. Of course they're going to have all of those teachings because they're coming back as someone else. And then I hear from, from, from uh, the uncles that we're born with those things. And those uncles and those around us and experience in the earth and the ceremonies and like help to bring those things out in us that were always been there. 
And so I, I think about those things for my daughter. And so, so then my grandma broke out of the hospital and then she gives my daughter a name that day. And then Uncle Shane says, I need to give Keiston a name so that she knows her connection to the Point family <laughs> and to Musqueam. And so he gives her the name Thunderbird who smooths everything out. He tells me the name. So she has all these names and she has all these connections to all these places from a very young age. And, and I have a lot of gratitude in my heart for, for the uncles, for the aunties, for the grandmas, for the grandpas that maintain these things so that we can continue to have those connections for life and health. You know, and, and some of the other things that I heard so far today, tears. Oh, it's the first time I could cry. Oh, and that was the part, yuck with it. I heard that word, yuck with it, freeing yourself. Yuck with it. So, so our sister here was freeing herself that day, and Uncle Jerry helped with that. You know, I heard that. And I just realized why the name Splash. So is it Splash or Ripple? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I was thinking about that. But it's good to hear the connections that have happened. <laughs> Well, anyways, that's kind of how where my mind goes sometimes. I'm just curious about these things, and 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 I'm really grateful to to their teachers. I heard Ron Hamilton. I heard that name. I heard of some of the other names of people that come to help our our uncles, so that they could come and share with us, and for the people to say yes. You know, I heard that's a it's a law. It's not a rule, but it's a law to say yes. And so I've learned so many things. You know, I like to talk about myself. And for me, my strongest weakness is learning to ask for help. You know, it's very difficult. But by saying yes, I'm starting that process. And I heard that, you know, it's only difficult when you do it the first time, the second time. But it gets easier. I'm talking about forgiveness, I heard that tonight. I heard a lot of teachings. And, and a lot of them aren't, are just in here. And I know they're going to come out. When people like you help to bring it out, others help to bring those things. My daughter continue to help to bring those things out. And so that's a little bit about what I heard and um, some of the other things that I've been shared with me about healing, you know, is kind of what uh, Splash was talking about when, when you have to show up and you have to meet, right? A part of it is being open to wanting to live, you know, I don't want to die, but do I want to live, right? And so I want to live, and I've heard Jerry say that when you want to live, you wake up and your spirit's strong. I want to live, your mind, your body, those things all come together. And so finding ways to bring those connections and reconnections is, is kind of what I think about and what I hear. So language, culture, ceremony, are all about connection and reconnection. And so if we can find ways to, to do that together or even with ourselves, you know, whether it's with the water, I've heard a lot about that tonight. You know, and with my daughter, I wish she was here. The the good word, my favorite word, the the terms we have for our children. Wokeny, fortunate to have, only for a child. Kalugwe, supernatural blessing, only for a child. When you just say those words, you feel good. Uh, what's the other one that I know? Kualatu, you're my reason for breathing. There it is, that breath again, that connection, you know. And and my favorite is Wadzid, you're so big that I'm a slave to you. 
right? <laughs> I just love that. And I wish my daughter was here today. Because yesterday I was just down the street and, and once the people from Musqueam, Thelma Stogan, her brother, yuck with it, helped to free me. They're doing cedar brushing. We got to do some singing, helped to reconnect with some of those youth who been connected with the justice or injustice system and so we're connecting and then they were helping to brush us off after and I woke up this morning and I was just happy and then all of a sudden I started to cry <laughs> what's going on with me why am I crying I was just happy but I think it was that energy is able to flow and to move again just like the water does and so I think I will say that much and I'm grateful to be asked to share I'm grateful to sit here with with my some of my biggest teachers, I talk about these two all that they don't know how often I talk about them. <laughs> the great Jerry Oldman. I would talk about Uncle Shane. He's going to punch me if I use this word. So I, the word that he, he told me one day, I was talking about creation stories. And nephew, you don't use the word story anymore. I'm going to punch you. So I said, okay. <laughs> I tell people that. I don't say who it is. And so we're talking about creation stories. And I say, well, I don't use the word story anymore. I want to, from here on out, use the word creation history. Because what does a story make you think? What does history, it anchors, it's the genesis of who we are, how we came to be. And it's real to us. It is our history. So I say, I use history from here on out. One, so I don't get punched by Uncle Shane again. <laughs> Right? But these people teach me that uncle, relatives, connection help me to, help me to connect, and I'm really grateful for all of those things. And I'm grateful to be here again today. Once so, and for you, uh, Gaila Kessler. Gaila Kessler. Yeah, my brother's going to share a few words on medicine. I'm saying, children, listen. You listen now. Kwasanatin. Kwasanatin. Anchor. Kwasanatin. Shkwalawin. Going to anchor your heart and your mind. What my brother does is he redistributes wealth. Beautiful, beautiful. When my mother died and we're at the meal, after the burial, the great uncle, Wilford Sylvester, he stands up, animated, short, barrel of a man, power. He stands up and he starts to talk. I'm sitting next to my great grandfather, my granduncle sitting here. He starts to talk. The word that comes to me at that time, because he repeats it so many times, is the word slachen. 
slagen. Medicine. Medicine. Kusanatin squalowen mammonas to slagen. I'm anchoring your hearts and your minds to medicine. When he's finished his great oration, and I have time to relax, I ask Jerry Brown, one of my mentors, he's my skipper pulling canoe, coach playing soccer, mentor at lacrosse, fluent speaker. I asked Jerry, I said, Jerry, what's that word, slachen? He said, oh, that's medicine. Medicine. I went, oh, why, why did he say it so many times? And he said, he is reminding everyone in the room that their medicine uses it, uses the language, references it in many different ways, but he's saying we are all medicine. He's reminding my mother's friends from other places in the world who came to honor her in her death, her West Coast family, and the Salish family, he's saying to everyone, Slachen, 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 you are medicine. Medicine, your medicine for shame, your medicine for Georgina, your medicine for Margaret, your medicine for her husband, Irvin. You're all medicine for them. So behave accordingly. He's also saying, Jerry Brown says to me, my name at home in Nanaimo is Talbot. He said, Talbot, he's also saying, you are medicine. Your medicine. I'll go, oh, 19 years old, 18, 19. Responsible to bury my mother. Absolutely amazing. I'm anchoring my brother's words in your hearts and your minds that you are all of you sitting here, all who can't, I can't see, medicine, sacred, medicine. You remember that. My brother, in his work, he's echoing. He's not repeating. He's not making up. He's echoing the words that come to him through centuries and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That's what he's echoing to you from all of the wonderful medicine that took the time 
to send those words out into the air so that we can all hear. Kusanatan, anchor, squallowing, hearts and mind, slachen, medicine. I'm anchoring in your hearts and minds the truth. See, eat, squall, true words. You are medicine. So behave appropriately. Behave appropriately. Our great teacher, he's gone now. His name is Peter Seymour. Senior. He says to me one day, sitting in his living room at his home, and he says to me, Talbot, you need to smarten up now. 50 years old. He says, you got to smarten up now. Jeez, I'm looking at him and I'm going, what the hell's going on in Peter's head? So I listen, good listener, Queen Amstel, Queen Amstel. He says, you need to stop being arrogant now. And I'm going, uh, most arrogant guy I know in the whole world is Pete Seymour. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to get the billions going <laughs> to provide me with some sort of answer. And I'm looking at him and I'm going, okay, stop being arrogant. I said, okay. <laughs> So he finishes and he's serious, looking at me, he's serious, he's teaching me, he's my older brother. When he's finished, he says, hey, you want to have a peanut butter sandwich? I said, yeah, sure. So we go into the kitchen, huge peanut butter sandwiches, we're sitting down in the front room again. And I looked at him and I said, Pete, what the hell's the matter with you? And he says, what do you mean? I said, where does all of this arrogant talk come from? I said, you're the most arrogant guy I know. What, what, what the hell is that? <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes like this. He goes, Mom called me to the house yesterday. She sat me down and bawled me out and she said, Peter, you quit being arrogant. You cut that out now. He said, she really talked hard on me. I said, whoa, geez. I said, so why are you getting on my, <laughs> why are you getting on my case? <laughs> He says, I don't want to stop being arrogant alone. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> we'll cut that nonsense out right away. <laughs> so, of course, it takes a while to sink in, actually and then to move. And I met Sahilthit's father, Patsay's dad. I met him. I got to listen to him. Personification of gentlemen. 
no harsh words, beautiful voice, nothing harsh about him. So I needed to think about all of the gentlemen, my dad, number of my uncles, men that I'd met along the way who were gentlemen. And I thought about that for actually slow in some things, so more than a few years. And it comes to me, I need to be a gentleman. And it's what Sahilthit was saying. It's what we put out. It's what we put out. In my learning, it brings me back to that of medicine. I slachen. I'm good medicine. So I need to act appropriately and be a gentleman as best I can. I'm, I'm a goofy person. <laughs> I, I do dumb things. I still do stupid things every now and again. Not as much anymore. <laughs> Thank heaven. But I, I'm going through a process like all of us. But I, I remind myself every day, I slachen. Good medicine. Good medicine. Make the connections. Niece. Nephews. I was with my sister and I'm being good medicine. We're in the mall and tough-looking Filipino comes over. He says, hey, Uncle Shane, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing really good. How about yourself, kid? He says, oh, I'm doing really nice. Family's good. And I said, oh, that's good. How's your parents? Oh, my parents are doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. I said, this is your sister. This is my sister, Gina. She's your auntie. He goes, oh, hi, auntie. How are you doing? She goes, oh, good. He's <laughs> kind of looking at her. She's going, oh, good. He says, that's good. He says, you take care of yourself, auntie. Got to go, uncle. I said, okay. He moves away. <laughs> My sister looks at me. She goes, who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, that's the nephew. She goes, um, doesn't look Indian to me. <laughs> I said, oh, he's Filipino. And she goes, oh, I didn't know we had Filipinos in the family. <laughs> I said, well, we don't. <laughs> she goes, well, who the hell is he? I said, he's one of the bad boys that I worked with in prison. And she goes, oh, he's a bad boy. I said, yeah, <laughs> but he's good now. <laughs> He's a good bad boy. And I said, yes. That's our nephew? Yes, he's our nephew now. He said, auntie to you. So she's out, she's out in the world by herself, and he sees her, and he says, auntie, how are you doing? And she's kind of looking at him. She's going, I'm okay. <laughs> she says to me, she says, when she gets home, see her a couple of weeks later, she goes, Talbot. What, sister? She says, I think i seen that bad guy again. <laughs> I said, which bad guy? She goes, you know, the Filipino. Bad boy from prison. And I went, oh, good. And I said, did he say hi to you? And he said, she said, you know, he's very respectful. He's, he's a gentleman. He said, hi, auntie, how are you doing? Asked me how my husband is, my children. 
And I said, that's wonderful. That's the connection Patse is talking about. Those very few moments that don't cost you anything. It doesn't cost you anything to be good medicine. Smile, shake your head, say hello. One of the differences we've seen when we were moving through Vancouver a number of times is there's at one point where you'd see an Indian from anywhere, see each other shake our heads. Now you young people, we see you shake our heads and you all walk by, pretending that you don't see us. We went through a period like that where we'd look at young First Nations people and they just walk by. Connection, gone. But it doesn't discourage us from making the connection. So, in closing, for me, Kwasanatan, anchor, squalowing, hearts and mind, slachen, Kwasanatan, squalowing, slachen. I'm anchoring your hearts and minds and the fact that you're all medicine. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, I'd just like to thank my um, guests here tonight, you know, for coming and showing you their heart and connecting with you like that. You know, if we don't connect, we're wasting each other's time. So we must make that effort to connect with one another. And sometimes it's just having a cup of tea together. You know, it doesn't have to be all the darkness, but we can sit together and bring light to one another. My wife was calling me a guru. And I said, you know what guru means? And she said, no. And I said, the, the bringer of light. So I accepted that term. I do bring light at times because there is darkness. And sometimes we need someone to show us with a flashlight the goodness and remind us that we're a medicine, like my brother says. So I'd just like to thank my guests here for coming up. Because the big thing is to be sincere and careful with your words. That's what the elders would tell us. And I hear them, they're sincere and they're careful with their words. So I'd just like to thank them, and I'd like to thank you for coming out tonight. And um, I don't know how much time we got here, nephew. Ten minutes? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to call up my nieces again, and we're, I'm going to share a healing song with you, for you and your family. So that's how we're going to end the evening. I just really, really want to thank you for coming out, you know, taking time of your life to come to listen to us talk about healing becoming pure and original again like that baby. And it's possible. It's real. We can do that. So I just want to thank you. And um, I'm going to call up my nieces again, and I'm going to share the healing song with you. And we can sort of join the big circle. Stand up and come in a big circle.
The song I'm going to share with you comes from the hummingbird. Came to visit me once and I was troubled and it left the song with me and I call it Healing the Nations. Got it. Uh, you don't just fake it till you make it. Oh, 
来了，来了，来了，来了。Is every day that no warm feelings start to go between those two human beings. So we're medicine for each other. So when we're committed, then people trust us. And then those warm feelings go crazy, and they come out, and we will walk to the end of the earth for each other. That's the way our people were before committed. So one of the questions I ask myself: Am I ready to be committed to healing? And I said yes. I'm committed to fighting a war against poverty, addictions, depression, all of those. I'm committed. 
So I want to thank you for commitment, your commitment coming out tonight. And once again, I'd like to thank these nieces for helping me tonight.